Welcome to the Honor Roll Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 50 years ago while his kids are running around. The front porch is a strange place to start a business. It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. Smart woman. We're still family-owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. We have a cyber liability webinar coming up on Tuesday, July the 26th at 10 o'clock. Make sure you register at toscano.com forward slash webinars for this event. You don't want to miss it. On today's episode, we're talking about the importance of cyber liability and how to share this with our prospects. Sandy Austin's going to do a great job explaining this with us. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Today, we have a special guest from the Tiziano Agency with us on the podcast. We have Professional Alliance underwriter Sandy Ossent. Through years of experience in the insurance industry and at several different roles, uh, Sandy has built excellent relationships and has had so- held several positions. Sandy, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. So let's jump in. Before we talk about how long you've been here at Toscana, let's go back to the beginning. What's your insurance story? Everyone has one. <laughs> well, just to tell everybody a little bit about how much I've seen in insurance and how, how diversified my background has been, I guess. Um, I've been in the industry for 44 years. Um, I started as a file clerk. When I got out of high school, um, I didn't really know what to do with myself and I didn't really want to go to college. So I took a couple part-time jobs that I worked at for a while. Um, one was working at home for mental outpatients. Um, I ended up in a factory. I grew up on a dairy farm. So when I got right down to it and started thinking, what do I want to do? I'd spent enough time with the farming part. I didn't want mm-hmm. to do I didn't want to do that for the rest uh-huh. of my life. And insurance actually I kind of fell into. I was working in a factory. My aunt worked for the insurance company that employed me. Um, and she got me an interview. So I went in and talked to them and I went in as a file clerk. Um, and over the years, the various different uh, jobs I've held have been um, file clerk, rater coder, which they don't even have anymore, mm-hmm. rated and coded and issued a policy. Um, underwriter and business, uh, business, commercial business stuff. I also did agency and O for years, um, worked on kind of some project, special project stuff for our agency and O program. It's uh, my former employers for a while. And then I moved into the excess and surplus lines world um, and have enjoyed it very much. It's something different every day that I'm working on. So it's amazing that you've done all of this and you're only 40 years old. Good job, Sandy. <laughs> I started very, very young. Um, I'm working awesome. as a young child. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So tell me a little bit about how you actually got here to Toscano and what are some of the roles that you've had here? It's a, uh, how I got to Toscano was um, my prior employer, um, they owned a small entity within the company that did access and surplus lines only for agents of our you know, parent company. So we were really just kind of a service function. Um, Toscano bought the book of business. And when they bought the book of business, they offered me a position, um, started working from home, offered me a position. It'll be 10 years in December. And I have never looked back. Um, nice. It's a scanner. I've always been an underwriter, but um, you know, I, I work with my assistant frequently um, to see what needs to be done there as well. So whatever role I need to play, I do it. So. Right. And you do such an excellent job with talking with our agents. And this is why I love passing agents to you because you're so great at talking through a risk and explaining the coverages to them if they've got questions and giving them their options. 
I, I love the way that you connect with our agents and I know that they appreciate it as well. Before they even get to an app, you know, you can talk through and let them know and give them a pretty good idea as to whether or not it makes sense to move forward because you've got such great, not just relationship building, but knowledge about what the carriers have to offer. So that is something that I really appreciate and have seen. So kudos to you, Sandy. Thank you. Well, it's all about providing a service and they're my customer, but I look at some of our agents or most of our agents as a friendship in the making. Um, and I hope that they appreciate the relationship and that, you know, I do try to you know, delve into some, not necessarily get too personal, but just, you know, if I know something about them, like, hey, I saw or heard that you recently had a vacation or a wedding or um, we had one agent who recently went to Ireland. I called him afterwards just to say, how was the trip? And nice. I mean, that was that was all it was all the call was for, but it was all part of the relationship working on that piece of it for me. Right. And I say, we are a people business. If you're in the insurance industry and you don't like people, go work for the DMV. That's where you belong. <laughs> yeah, you need to be someplace else. Someplace yes. else. But it's also, the, it's also the relationships with our company people, because in this business, especially the ENS business, it's a small world for the most mm-hmm. part. And people move from company to company, agency to agency. And because of past relationships, either with me or our agency, they remember that. And then they mm-hmm. call and say, Hey, I used to be such and such a company. You want to work with us? Right. Or I was at such and such an agency. And I'm so glad that we're contracted with the scandal already. So it's, it's all about that. So every time you have a touch with an agent or a company, you're building a relationship. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And, you know, speaking of relationships, I talk to agents on a regular basis, daily basis, hundreds of them. And common questions are cyber liability. Why do I need it? I can't seem to sell it. I don't really understand it. And there's a ton of names that it go that it does go by. So um, I know we have a webinar coming up where you're really going to go deep diving into that, Sandy. But could you give us kind of just like a brief overview? What is cyber liability? Why do people need it? And how can we explain this to our prospects better? First thing I would suggest is that anybody who doesn't understand it or know why somebody would need it, they need any additional help, please call us and call the professional department and speak with myself or Deb Stoner um, or the underwriters on it. We can help you through that or help them through that rather. Um, and it, like you said, it's called different things by different companies. So some people call it data liability, data breach, it's cyber, it's privacy, it's network liability. So it's called several different things. And sometimes that has to do with the specific product form that a company is putting out and putting their cyber insurance on. Yeah. Um, they should be looking for you know, a broad coverage or really a cyber policy for pretty much every customer that they have in their office. Um, that has any kind of business pursuits, um, whether it's just email because you can get hacked through email or if they have a website presence, a social media presence, whatever it might be, they really need that. Um, they also need it because hackers are getting more and more bold. And if you pay any attention to the news at all, you're seeing that they're shutting down hospitals, they're shutting mm-hmm. down businesses with ransomware. Yeah. And you have to pay or they won't release your release your uh servers and things back to you. Cyber coverage can help with all of those things. They can help give you some tweaks so that you're not having some of those problems. They can help pay for ransomware if it's needed. They can help investigate what happened. They can help restore the uh, servers and restore the computers. 
But also what a lot of people don't know is that if they get hacked, if there's a possible breach, there are things you absolutely have to do that are decided by the government. And one Mm -hmm. of which is notifying every single customer in writing that you've been breached and that you may have to, there may may be some other problem, but you've had a breach. You have to notify them in writing so that they can check their records and make sure they haven't been impacted by it. Right. Depending on what the breach is, um, you may have to, they may, you as the insured may have to do additional things. Like uh, years ago, I t- was taking a college class, it was a remote class, and the college servers got hacked. They had to send, they sent me something in, in writing that they had been hacked. They also offered to every single student, especially the remote learners, um, a free year of Equifax mm-hmm. credit monitoring. Yeah. To see if anything showed up. So those are some of the things you may be, or your customer rather, may be presented with, or you, the agent, if you don't have good cyber coverage, um, may be presented with. Right. And, you know, common mis- misconception in talking to agents is, oh, that happens to big companies. We just hear about the big companies on the news. Right. This is kind of almost targeted to the smaller businesses, right, Sandy? It really is. And if you do any research at all, um, which I've done a few times, the number of businesses that get hacked, small businesses versus the big businesses, you don't hear about the corner pizza store, uh, pizza shop or sandwich shop that somebody has somehow put a skimmer on their credit card machine or the local gas station that's got a skimmer on it. You don't hear about those and how much time it takes to restore. I mean, hours and hours, dollars and dollars to restore that. But also if you've been hacked or you have something like that happen, it hurts your reputation. Oh, yeah. Some of our cyber companies also have some what they call reputation restoring kind of like coverage. Public relations. Public type relations. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Yes. And help let them know that, you know, it wasn't their fault. It's somebody else's fault. It's been identified. It's been fixed. Everybody's been notified. So that hopefully, you know, that takes care of both the problem and the notification and they keep their customers. Right. Which is so important because when something like that happens, people get a little wonky about whether or not they want to go and, you know, get pizza from them again or whatever it may be. But yeah, that's definitely difficult to rebuild. So that's, that's an important coverage in all of this. The other thing that I uh, really wanted to make sure that we touched on, and this is another thing I hear pretty often, if you have a client that is storing any employee information, which they all should be, we're paying them, whether we're, you know, direct depositing, we've got their social, we've got their personal information. Those people need coverage too, right, Sandy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, I mean, you can open a bank account with a social security number and an address. Mm-hmm. There are a few minimal pieces of information you need to open a bank account, to open a credit card account, um, even make purchases in somebody else's name. So, yes, those are really, really important items that need to be safeguarded. And the way yeah. to do it is through you know, your, your software, your firewalls, and your cyber insurance. Those are yeah, just and some you, of the ways. Right. You shared a great example with me. I think this was last year sometime about a client. Um, one of the staff members that was there was supposed to do shredding for the client. Didn't get all the shredding done through the documents in the dumpster in the back. And it was all of the employee's current and past mm-hmm. personal information that's laying in that dumpster. I mean, think about that. That's an easy thing yeah. to have happen. But how dangerous is that? You know, that's when you really want to make sure that you've got yeah, some coverage people- in place. What people don't realize is when they throw that stuff, if that stuff was generated through the use of a computer, which it was, a Mm -hmm. a database of some sort, they've printed it off, that still makes it cyber coverage. 
Um, just don't think about cyber as being just the computer. It's, it's many, many things, which we'll touch on more in the webinar, but it's many other products or many other right. tools. So. Right, definitely. So let's get into what are some of the types of accounts that you're seeing the most right now, Sandy? Share a little bit about that. We are actually seeing a lot of cyber um, as people become more and more aware of the um, need for cyber coverage. I think both from the agent standpoint and the customer standpoint, they're becoming more aware that that's a coverage that everybody really needs. Um, it's not as simple as, yeah, that's a nice to have anymore. It's really a need to have. Um, we're seeing a lot of um, MPL, multi, um, miscellaneous professional coverage, consultants of all different kinds. Um, mm -hmm. And we have products for those. And if we have consultants that fall over into the environmental consult consulting area, we have products for that as well. So. Anything that you know anybody is not sure about that sounds like they might have a professional exposure, call us, and we can walk you through, walk them through it, and help them determine whether or not um, there is a professional exposure, whether we have a market for it, and help get them the correct application for it. So um, I would say they should, you know, anybody who has any questions, email us, call us, we'll talk about it and help them through it. Yeah. And then the cool thing that I really love, and I know we're going to talk about this next week in the webinar, but we now have a cyber indicator radar on the website. We want to talk just a little bit about that, give them a sneak peek. Sure. The uh, radar indicator that's on our website, it can de develop up to, I believe, eight potential indications, multiple different companies. You answer, you know, five or six questions on the radar and you get an indication that you can print off in your office and share with a potential client. Just because we have the radar doesn't mean that we don't have other options too. So that is not the final option. So please call us. We can talk about what other options are, but the radar indicator, you can run it and get an indication with name, address, website, and revenue. And that's pretty much all you have to have to get an indication to get started with the cyber process. And every this one of those quotes come in to see to us so the professional underwriters see them, review mm -hmm. them, and have further contact with the agents and can explain whatever they may need help us. This is awesome. Like, I love this. You know, when I owned my agency, I really liked doing the upsell rounding the account. This is a perfect thing to do to prepare for your annual review with your clients. Like, you can go and get this indicator, you can share this in your review process, and then move forward if they're interested. If you guys are doing this and you're offering these types of quotes, I sure hope you're creating a document that says when someone rejects the opportunity to have this policy from you, which is also another really important thing. So that's my two cents, but we'll talk more Absolutely. about that in the webinar as well. Absolutely. That's very important because from, you know, coming from an old, you know, underwriter, mm -hmm. um, if you don't have documentation in your file that you offered it and they signed off and waived it. Um, you're going to have an ENO claim. When they have a cyber claim, you're going to have an ENO claim. Absolutely. So this tool definitely makes that so much easier for our agents as well. So let's back up a little bit. You know, we went through your past history. You've shared great things about cyber and the, the policies that you are underwriting here at Toscano. Tell us some personal facts about yourself. I bet most people don't know, you know, where you live. Everyone thinks we all live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, because yeah. we work for Toscano. But go ahead, share some things. I'm in upstate New York. I am probably about an hour south of the Adirondacks. So if anybody is into hiking, boating, camping, they know the Adirondacks. Um, Hold on. I, I'm going to come stay at your house now, Sandy. <laughs> I did not know that. So my husband and I, I will be up in two weeks. I have a spare room. So you're all set. I have Wonderful. a area. So you're all set. Um, but no, and I've always, and I, actually, I've always been in this area. 
Um, I mean, I'm five minutes from where I grew up. Um, and what being in this area, what really allowed, what I really like about it is it's small, it's rural, but within 15 to 20 minutes, I can be to bigger areas that are maybe not big cities, but within an hour, I can be to Syracuse, New York, nice. which is a pretty good sized city. Um, but it's a small town. People know everybody. My kids went to the same school that I grew up going to. I have grandkids now going to that same school. Awesome. Um, and, you know, the, the community hasn't changed that much. So that's, that's something that I really like. Um, I have 16 grandkids and totally. four great grandkids at this point in time. So, and then you know, there's a couple of grand dogs and grand cats thrown in there too. Nice. Um, I have four rescue cats and uh, they make it, they make our lives happier, I think, because there's nothing like if you're a cat person, there's nothing like a cat on your lap, purring away because they're just so happy to be in your lap and to be, have a person. Um, I remember, and you know, so for those of you guys out there that don't realize this, at Toscano, we, every time we're on the phone internally, our video cameras turn on. So I have been watching Sandy with one of her rescue cats for about four years now. And that little cat is so cute and was so petrified when you first got it. Isn't that the one that got stuck in the heater vent? Yes. Got in the wall. She was That's a, it. I was told she was a little bit scary. Um, my granddaughter and my stepdaughter, my husband decided I needed an office cat. Apparently, none of them had ever worked with a cat in their office before. Um, so they brought me this kitten. And of course, I'm a cat lover. I'm not refusing them, and especially not a semi-feral, because um, they're a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And you really have to work with them. And she was extremely scared. She was teeny tiny. She was like six weeks old. She got herself. I left her out of the crate and left her where I thought she'd be safe. And she managed to flip a heater vent upside down and got in my wall and lived in my wall for three days until we finally got her out and captured. But, and then she spent the next month in my office, mostly in her crate with me talking to her in between phone calls and things. So she got used to my voice and only one person. My husband didn't really interact with her at that point. So yeah, it was a lot of training. She is the sweetest little cat now and she rules the house. She may be the smallest of my cats, but she really rules the house. So typically when I'm on the phone with you, Sandy, I see a cat tail going past your video camera. So one of the cats are there with her pretty often while she's Quite often. They come and visit. I have an air conditioner in my office in a small room, but I have to leave the door open enough so the cats can get in and out. Otherwise there's banging and scratching on the door. Oh my gosh. Make sure the door is open. Not necessarily they want to get in, but the door needs to be open. They want their options. (laughs) Absolutely. Funny. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, Sandy, I really appreciate you coming and talking today and sharing info about the cyber liability webinar. And I'm anxious to to do that with you next week to share some more awareness. Great. And if anybody has any questions, call us. We're friendly. We love the phone. Awesome. Thanks, Sandy. Thanks, Nicole. And I'm on the road.